The following is an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown show. For more information about her show, visit ReikiOasis.com. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown show radio to open the heart, heal the soul and awaken the consciousness. And oh, thank you for playing my little opening bit there with Lorena McKennett, my muse. I had to listen to her music this week. I don't know what's going on, but wow, I yeah. could have used it last night. I don't know what it was, but uh, I kind of had to be a little bit to myself a little bit there, uh, Loretta, just to kind of, you know, come forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you there. I'm know, totally with you. I don't know if anybody um, else was feeling it last night, but I was like, "All right, I just need a minute. Need a minute. <laughs> Might need a few minutes." <laughs> um, it's it's uh, interesting you bring that up because yeah, actually, I was feeling the same way yesterday, and I was like, "What's with me? I'm like Little Miss Cranky Pants, and me I'm not too. normally like that." Yeah, we could have been cranky together. <laughs> hmm. Maybe next time. You know, next time, text me. Just set, you know, like a Just little crank, cranky pants <laughs> yeah. meme, you know, and I'll be like, yeah. One of these like, rawr, rawr. Doing it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, doing it. <laughs> my, uh, my son, you know, he, he, we started this thing a while back where I'm like, oh man, I, I need to be doing that or whatnot. And he'll go, mom. And I'll go, what? He goes, thinking about it is doing it. So just say, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really doing it. And then you always have to do the dance, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it, the cranky it, pants dance it has for anybody to follow, listening. Of course. Yep. Has to follow. Mm-hmm. You're feeling cranky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I hope uh, please do not uh, change your radio dial. Stay with us. <laughs> we have a great show for you. <laughs> and it is not the cranky pants show. Or uh, I don't know, maybe it could be. Anyway, I'm Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis located right here in the greater Seattle area for woo, 27 years. We're still around. And there's always things going on over there. And from my heart, I just want to uh, give a big thank you to all of the people that have supported me through the years and continue to support me. I am a small business owner, a local small business owner, and I truly appreciate it. So uh, just so FYI, and for all of you that support your local businesses every ba- everywhere, mwah, angel kisses to you. Um, this Saturday, which is, what is it, March 12th, I have a Reiki 2 class, and uh, you can sign up for that at schedule.reikioasis.com. It is an in-person class. I know. I know. And so we're excited about that, and I do have a few openings left. It is a small class. I have a limited space, but we will be meeting in person. You have to have taken Reiki 1 in order to take Reiki 2. That's how that works. And then Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I have Sunday meditation with Loretta. If you cannot be there at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, sign up anyway. I will send you a recording of the meditation. And uh, that's a good thing. Then you can listen to it. And <laughs> a lot of people say they, they, they fall asleep. Is that okay? I, yes, of course it is okay. And then on Saturday, March 19th, I have the Temple of the Divine Feminine, which is my monthly class for women. And we are (laughs) springing into the spring equinox. So it's going to be a a big temple. We're going to have fun. And by the way, remember to turn your clocks forward on Sunday, spring, spring forward, spring. I don't know. I'm going to bite my tongue. Why do we do it? <laughs> don't know why we do it. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm going to move on because you, you can all tell I'm a little bit still cranky, but my guest is going to cheer me up in just a minute. So uh, before I bring her on, I want to uh, check in with the uh, astrological sky. As I mentioned, there are no retrograde planets in the month of March. Some people thought that when I said that, I was saying March would be easy. <clears throat> Well, it's more like March Madness, and I am—I was thinking about it yesterday. It's like being on the freeway, and all of a sudden, there's no speed limits. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. Yeah, so be aware of the fact that that forward-moving energy is going to get you up and moving, and take a couple of deep breaths and, you know, use it for your own self. So on Saturday, the day after tomorrow, we have the annual meeting of the sun and Neptune 
the sun and Neptune, which is a day of creativity, spiritual growth, and higher love. Neptune is considered the planet of universal love, and it helps us realize we are all connected. And that our, at our core, you know, at that deep level, we're just one, right? So hmm, treat other people the way you'd like to be treated because it is you, kind of, sort of, right? Yeah. Neptune and the sun coming together can amplify spiritual insights and help us connect to our intuition. And it makes this easier for us to connect with the divine realms. So it's a good day to do some kind of journaling or go in nature and connect or something. It's also Neptune also rules over the world of fantasy, art and music. It's a very creative day. On Wednesday, March 16th, Pallas, the asteroid of strength and courage, conjuncts Chiron, the wounded healer. Hmm. Strength and courage. Hmm. Connecting with the wounded healer might help bring up fearlessness. It might help us stand up for what we believe in, or it might give us that strength, that little extra strength we've been needing to address our woundedness, right? And uh, as these two come together, we might find it easier to step into that healing journey. And actually, that's the powerful energy to bring my guest in with, right? Because we all know that this is a very challenging time. There's a lot of stuff going on. We always have to begin with ourselves, right? If we change ourselves, we can change the world. It always sounds so like you know, canned or corny, but it's actually true. So my guest today, Penny Murray, is a soul sister of mine. I love her dearly. She's the founder of Resilient Balance. She's a personal, integrative, ancestral guide. What's that? Who helps you free yourself from inherited patterns, emotional, mental, and sometimes physical. Penny says she finds great joy connecting her lifelong clairvoyance with the sound medicine of tuning forks and the wisdom of euphoralite stones to bring stuck or looping ancestral patterns to rest. The ancestors can then move forward with their purpose while the living, which hopefully is us, experience more harmony and freedom. And Penny lives in the beautiful Teton Valley and she works with people around the world. Welcome to the show, Penny. I've really been looking forward to it. Hi, Loretta. Thank you. <laughs> you look beautiful today in pink. Yeah. Oh, same, same to you. You look great. That sun shining you. on your hair. Thank you. It's such a great energy to have you be here today with those um, asteroids coming together in the sky. You know, that woundedness and that um, strength and courage, that fearlessness kind of that we need. And also this overlay of brotherly love in the middle of great change on the planet. Um, I would like you to give us a little bit of background on yourself. Just, you know, you don't have to write an autobiography, but lay a little bit of groundwork for the listeners as to who are you? How did you get into what you're doing? Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. I am Penny Murray. And, you know, as the question more for me is, when did this work get into me? Because um, I was not searching for it. I've had a successful sound healing practice for years. And then I just started receiving more information clairvoyantly, um, feeling more into colors, emotions, energetic imprints. And once I realized that these were the ancestors really trying to get through to me to get through to my client, the whole world changed for me. The whole purpose of striking a tuning fork and lining up the stones correctly. Um, and for the past, well, quite a while, it's, it's just been this huge trajectory of massive, massive healing going on. You know, there's an Irish proverb that says the troubles in this world can only be healed in the other world. And the troubles in the other world can only be healed in this world. And that is an absolute truth from what I have seen in, in the past years um, with the 
the healing that's gone on. Well, I love what you just said. I kind of want you to say that again. Say that Irish proverb again. Oh, well, the troubles in this world can only be healed in the other world. And the troubles in the other world can only be healed in this world. Well, uh, I love that so much. Uh, number one, I'm part Irish, right? <laughs> Sorry, people, it happens. And um, the other thing, though, is that this connection between the other world and this world, I hear that very clearly in what you're saying, right? Um, uh, so what is, I'm trying to figure out how to ask, ask this question. What are ancestral patterns and how do we inherit them? Mm, ancestral patterns um, can be really anything from emotional responses to um, troubles with addictions, troubles with relationships, troubles with communication, um, hoarding, you know, just like some personality things that we just don't understand why we have them. Like if um, you could think of something you have a propensity towards, but you're like, that is so not me, but it still happens. That is generally a, an inherited pattern, right? Some, some baggage that is um, looking to be healed through you from your ancestors. And it'll keep coming up and coming up and coming up until it's seen and heard and, and resolved. So that is like, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, the ancestral healing, you know, there's all this ancestral healing. And I even have, uh, you know, some of my clients come to me and say, I know that I'm here to um, heal those ancestral uh, lineages, right? So talk a little bit more about that, because I think this is really important. So when you talk about it's inherited, it's inherited as a, as a pattern, it's inherited energetically it's inherited as a behavior yeah and i think this is a great moment to kind of define ancestor right yeah. you know back to um what you were saying about neptune and we are all one right of course we have our ancestral lineage right but when we think about that whole big picture and expand it as one Anyone who's died is an, has, is an ancestor. Anyone who comes after us is a descendant, right? So that's how I really define ancestor and descendant. Um, and so those patterns, like say we talk about a cultural pattern, um, we could even just go right into, you know, patterns of the pandemic and patterns of what's going on in Ukraine right now. You know, the pandemic is bringing out, um, you know, these dormant fears. You know, I work with people who have developed agoraphobia. You know, they're afraid to go outside, but they're claustrophobic inside. They don't want to be around people, but they're lonely. And so that is being triggered by things that were also not resolved when there were other pandemics, you know, in the Ukraine right now is just this, well, it's a mass atrocity. It's a man-made mass atrocity, right? Where yeah. nobody asked for this. No one, you know, Ukraine was just happy in its little independent nation. And then the, the fear from this leader led him to need more power, right? That's an inherited pattern right there, right? Culturally, generationally, uh, just as a, as a homo sapien, right? This, this tendency to uh, wanna have control to feel safe. And then we have the people of the Ukraine who really uh, value their independence, but now they're being thrown into these, these fear, these fear patterns and those fear patterns are gonna last for generations and generations and generations and just reverberate down. It's like this seed of fear. And we know that there's, there's very little strength in fear, right? You know, I, I'm fascinated by what you're saying because I've been thinking 
you know, during the pandemic and during the 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 new things, you know, war on planet Earth, um, you know, my work, I do a lot of work with past life regressions, or I do a lot of work with patterning energetic patterns. And I really noticed, like with the pandemic, that the minute everybody went into lockdown, these enormous fears were coming up in people that were over and beyond, right? And in in my work, which is different than yours, right? I didn't necessarily go after ancestral healing, but I was finding past lives coming up in people. And sometimes I have wondered if it's their memory or the memory of an ancestor, right? Some lineage. And that's something maybe we could talk about at a different time. But these patterns that awaken in us where, like you say, um, you know, because now I'm, I am running into we're finally our mask mandates are going away after two years and I've got people who are afraid to go out of their home. So what you just said. So talk a little bit more about how these ancestral patterns show up. And and I know I'm talking a lot. Yeah, I know you can take it. But um, also this idea that we hear looking at, for instance, Ukraine, right? We're having ancestral pattern activation within us just by being the observer of that, you know, and of course we got people on all sides of the coin. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's said with some, uh, you know, fantastic historians, um, you know, Yuval Harari being one of them, that the seeds for this war right now were planted during Leningrad, right? And so this fear has been like eddying, this need to be in control has been eddying for that long and now it's coming to fruition. And with technology, although I love the spirit of technology, blessed, that's why we're here, right? Right now, all together. Um, there is this whole new war going on of this, this patterning of how can I support or defend? And we can do it through the computer. We can do it through technology. And so there's a whole, it's like this whole new layer of fear um, entering into a cellular memory mm. of mm -hmm. that, you know, in the future may also lend hand to another 50 or 80 years down the road where it comes out as a, uh, a war against AI, right? Right. Right. And so it's like these, these continual patterns and it's kind of like expecting to be, to be able to move forward without fixing what happened before. We need to give attention to the other world to see where the root cause happened and, and really bring as much of that to rest as is possible so that we can bring that rest into the now and into the future. So these propensities for fighting and living in fear are lessened. And there's uh, a, a different taste of a breadcrumb left to pick up for the generations, right? We want them to be joyful and thrive. And that's the job of an ancestor, right? Is to help us thrive. But when they're not recognized, when they're not seen, when they're not heard, their magic is laying dormant and they can't help us, right? So it's, it's really on us consciously to take a hold of the reins and be responsible for the shift. It's not wow. an SCP. It's not someone else's problem, right? In, in 80 years, should this AI thing be going on or any kind of war be going on, there's though that generation is going to have to heal us <laughs> to be able to move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. If we don't mm -hmm. do our work now. That's the truth. Wow. That's so deep. It, it really is. It's to the point. And, you know, when you think about, okay, so to do this work, this ancestral work, your, your work is the ancestral resolution program, right? It, you've created this, it's come out of what you've done. But for us to be able to 
heal ourselves. We must heal the ancestors. And then that um, sets everyone free to go about what it is they need to go about. Like, the, like you said, I love this um, ancestral magic concept. Yeah. 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 You know, a great example. Well, this might be more of a generational or an emotional loyalty. Um, like say you uh, say anybody out there has never felt seen by one of their parents. Okay. And so throughout life, you're looking to be seen by this parent. Okay. And so we go back another generation and this parent was never seen by their parent and so on and so on. And so the parent that was never seen by their parent is still so busy trying to be seen by their parent alive or dead. They still have this cellular memory of needing to be seen that they're not going to see their children, the next generation. And then the, the child of that parent is going to do the same thing. It's nothing you're asking to do or want to do, but that loyalty is going to stick until the awareness is made and we get to the root cause of four generations ago, uh, you know, Sally wasn't seen by her mom because her mom was busy raising nine kids alone. Right? Yes. And, and so those kinds of loyalties and patterns I'm sure anybody listening right now can think of something, yeah. right? And be like, wow, that's not mine. And that's really freeing when we can realize, wow, I do this, but it's not mine. And by me bringing awareness to it and being willing to uh, be courageous and vulnerable enough to help the past generations, I, I can literally change the world. I can bring in world peace through me for generations to come. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about someone that I was talking to the other day, you know, who was saying something along the line. Well, I know that my mother probably had issues, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm repeating that same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm right. So that actually supports everything that you just said yeah i'm sure everybody listening is is starting to fire up a little bit going oh my goodness like i never thought of the fact that that was an ancestral pattern or didn't belong to me so yeah. when we spend a lot of our time and energy trying to i i don't know if resolve is the right word we're living these old patterns we're not free to be who we're meant to be no, our, no, our innate potential is actually um, at least a piece of it, right, is laying dormant because it's it's entangled in this this pattern, this this loyalty that keeps you safe. Right. And the thing about these patterns is, is that we don't even know we're born with them because it's just kind of who we've always been. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you have a, uh, we were talking the other day, we're talking about how we've been kind of like you say, we've been locking ourselves down, locking ourselves down, maybe locking ourselves down from emotion, uh, locking ourselves down from moving forward, whatever that might be. And you made a great statement. You said, well, we're locking down because we're stuck up. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I wrote that down because I, I went, that's your million dollar t-shirt, right? You know, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but can you talk about what that means? What do you mean? We're locking yeah. down because we are stuck up. Well, I find uh, often in, in my clients and, and throughout my, my life, right? Like throughout my day, um, you know, we have these elements right? We have the air and fire and water and earth. We have all these elements um, that run through our bodies, right? Or at least they need to, right? And so the stuck up part is when like the uh, airy imagination is going on and the fiery intellect, right? Like 
you know, thinking about world conditions right now, right? Like we're, you know, we're analyzing, we're getting information, quote unquote. Um, and then we're like, well, where's this going to go from here? Where's this going to go from here? And all of this energy is like stuck up here, like in like that, uh, you know, sixth and seventh energy plexus area. And so our foreheads can actually feel heavy. We're frowning more. And what happens is we kind of, we get stuck in there. We're driving like that. We're interacting with our family like that. And below in the water and the earth in our body, those watery emotions, we're feeling fear, right? Because yeah. it's only the air and the fire is only coming down so far, right? And so we're not digesting what the fear is trying to tell us. We're not being able to get into the earthy element and have the whole village of our emotions working together. And we're, we lose sleep, we lose our appetite, we look to numbing, we look to not healing, which is exactly the opposite direction we need to go, right? Yeah. We, we need to understand that we are that. We are big enough to heal. We are big enough to heal. I think yeah. that's so important for people to understand. I love that. And, and, you know, once, once again, this is one of those things that we hear too much, but we are the ones we've been waiting for. We are big enough to heal. I love mm -hmm. it. This is a great place to take a station break. You know, we'll take a little break and we'll be right back. Um, this is, uh, of course, the original <laughs> Loretta Brown. I'm sorry. It's too funny to say that. And my wonderful guest today is Penny Murray the founder of Resilient Balance and an Integrative Ancestral Guide. She has the Ancestral uh, Resolution Program and you are want, you're gonna wanna work with her. So anyway, we're gonna take a little station break. We'll be right back. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Saving Great Animals, a Seattle-based dog rescue organization, matches families with dogs that are the best fit. Dogs that come from overcrowded animal control shelters, from abandonment or neglect. The key to Saving Great Animals' success is a trial adoption program, including training and counsel as needed. This way, you know you have the right dog before the adoption is final. Saving Great Animals relies solely on donations, so please visit Saving Great Animals animals.org today alternative talk 1150 here to uplift your day the following is an encore presentation of the original loretta brown show for more information about her show visit reikioasis.com thanks benny <laughs> i, I kind of feel like we need a dance party you know i gotta dance my cranky <laughs> pants away yes <laughs> put on your party pants <laughs> hey, benny benny could dj that for us well We'll go for it. Guess anyway, I got another welcome. gig. <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dance the cranky pants away parties. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my guest, Penny Murray, the founder of Resilient Balance and an Integrative Ancestral Guide. You can find out everything about me, Loretta Brown, at the uh, KKNW archives. And of course, all the shows are recorded and they're there forever. We're on uh, podcast one, iTunes, Spotify. We're all over the place. And uh, also at ReikiOasis.com, you can find out about me. So, um, yeah, during the break, 
I was having a great talk with Penny about her her Claire abilities, her many Claires, and uh, <laughs> also um, we're talking talking about the health of the ancestors. Um, so I, I got a question for I'm not quite sure how to ask the question. Do we need to know who our ancestors are in order to do this work? And you know, during the break, you said something about the ancestors um, want vibration. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, we absolutely do not need to know who our ancestors are. You know, um, me personally, like I can go back one and a half generations, like a little further on my mom's side, but not much on my dad's, but I'm still healing it, right? So we don't need to know names, numbers, or anything like that. It's the intention. And it's just putting out the honoring that will bring them forth. Um, yeah. And sometimes, so I do a lot of work with sound, but sometimes the ancestors, they, they need something not so striking. They need, um, you know, they're more in alignment with a vibration, of like the Schumann resonance or the Fibonacci sequence and to bring back natural order or to bring back the natural rhythm of what the earth is pulsing at that will bring about their healing more than a tone. And is that where the euphora light stones come in also? Oh, the euphora light stones. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> so I have had a beautiful relationship with stones and rocks and they are different um, my whole life and the euphorolite stones come in in their wisdom of of their sentience right they hold so uh so much knowledge thank you i was going to ask if you had them there because i feel like they're saying thank you thank you talk about us right? yeah you know well i have probably 15 to 20 different strains of euphorolite and um this morning i just wanted to make sure i stayed grounded so i brought in a little earth and this lively little piece of transformation um and so they're my little buddies right now, but they bring in um, guides. They bring in guides. They they are the guides. They often, if something is hard to move or hard for the ancestor to come to terms with, um, an, an instance might be if they didn't know they were dead. Right, right. Um, you know, some a lot of the time, uh, I, I have this piece of it's called white, it's euphoria light, and it's called white. And she's like the grandmother, um, or grandfather. She does, she's ambiguous, right? But they'll come in with like these hands and just like hold the space and help move it to where it needs to go more into this ancestral river idea um, to find resolve. Sometimes they, during the session, I have a, a picture of my client. I have the four light stones surrounding them. And sometimes all the sentience of each different stone show up in the space and they're observing, yeah. waiting yeah. to help. Yeah, It's beautiful. I want to let the listening audience know that I've worked with Penny, right? It's one of the reasons she's on my show. And um, without giving away all my secrets, I, I just want to let everyone know that she is the real thing. Like, I don't endorse people lightly. She is the real thing. And I experienced um, my own ancestors. In fact, my, one of my grandfathers showed up very unexpected and uh, helped me move through something around music that needed to happen. But um, I know um, I'm, I'm tasting um, smoke in my mouth again. I don't smoke and it, it, I know he's around because I can taste smoke in my mouth. <laughs> and I never knew my grandfather. He died when my dad was a child, right? So it's one of those indefinable things, but I do want people to know that 
the work that Penny does, we're trying to figure out how to define it. But if you've ever done any kind of energy work, you've done spiritual work, you've done sound healing work, you've done things with the crystals, Penny kind of brings it all together. And um, uh, you will believe me, it's different than anything else. And it will literally set you free from all kinds of things and, and bring insight. So I wanted to share that. Um, I want to say to um, Penny, if you don't mind talking a little bit about the work that you've done with residential schools in Canada or um, any or the buried miners or whatever you want to uh, share. Yeah. yeah, I would be honored to. Um, I've continued to do this work uh, with the residential schools um, with my dear, dear friend Donna Shu, um, First Nation lineage. And uh, it kind of happened by... Uh, you know, the first session happened, just, it just happened. And we realized what was going on when, uh, you know, working on the outside edge of the field, like all of a sudden, like children, imprints of children, these energetic imprints of children, uh, babies, bones, everything just kept showing up and uh, in, a, in a boat on a desert, like the metaphors I receive are, unfound it's they're just immeasurable like and they they mean something right every time um and we we moved about you know two to three thousand souls that day right you know we had found uh imprints of where the abuse came from who the guards were the work was so beautiful. There was, you know, one very special leader who, you know, the imprints all trusted. So they followed him and we were able to just stay with it and resolve. And I just want to note that this was before Kamloops was discovered. In fact, we did the session 12 hours before Kamloops wow. was discovered. And then having the excavator or bulldozer uh, go in this direction on that particular day and dig in that particular spot right after this session, just sends it, it, my spine lights up, right? And uh, the work is, there's so much about that session that was so beautiful. Um, but we continue to do that work. And, you know, there's maybe about 40,000 souls. You know, we have lists of schools. We ask where we are. We ask who they are. And the work continues. And it's it's like a life project. Um, yeah, I've also had bare, like mass amounts of uh, buried miners come out. I've worked uh, with this one beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, and we've worked with the, the rape of Nanking when Japan invaded China and rescued thousands, you know, or honored, not rescued, but honored all these souls that were piled up. I, I like what you're saying about honoring these souls as opposed to rescuing them. And if I understand correctly, once they are honored in this way that they want, then they are set free. That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah that's what it feels like to me. So healed or, you know, because we have to use that word carefully, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, honored I, is probably right. Yeah. yeah, they honored. They need to be seen. They need to be heard. They want to do their job. They want to help us make a, you know, help us thrive, right? Mm -hmm. So and that's the only way they can move on. And sometimes they need to rest, you know, before that can all happen. But then they, they hear the tone or they feel the vibration and it's, it's their calling. It's their time. 
It's interesting to me because over the last few months, you know, I've interviewed quite a few of few people who do work with the dearly departed, right? Or have had experiences with souls on the other side. And I remember uh, one of my guests, I, it might've been Karen Johnson who, who lost her son, right? Her son died from a heroin overdose very suddenly. And somewhere along the line, she got the message that she needed to, the way she said it was um, to let him go, right? She needed yeah. to do this work on this side so he could be set free to go do what he needed to do. And in, in its own right, she was honoring him in that way. It feels very similar to me in, in whatever this is, right? So for, for the work that you do, your ancestral resolution program, I want you to talk more about that because we obviously, I'm going to say this again, we're, you know, Penny is in, in my opinion, kind of a pioneer in this whole thing of trying to figure out how to put language around this in a way that makes some kind of sense when, you know, you really just sort of stumbled into the work <laughs> through the other work you were doing, right? You know, it, it bloomed and developed and often happens, but tell us about your ancestral resolution program what can people expect from it and what does it look like you know like one session 25 you know give us a little bit about it right <laughs> yeah yeah so um just to step back for just a moment there are a lot of ancestral programs out there you know um jill purse uh wife of rupert sheldrake uh she's been working with the ancestors for 40 years Right, so she is like the pioneer. Um, but bringing together sound and stone um, is unique, right? And it is what I'm driven to do. Um, my program also is unique in that it's very interactive, right? We are each our own healer, right? we often need a witness for it to happen because the ego will stop the healing if the ego feels threatened. So we need that witness and that conduit. So the, the whole program is very interactive. When someone signs up, they're immediately sent, uh, it's three sessions, right? For a full, a full series. Immediately someone is sent uh, some information, uh, worksheet information, um, that they need to focus on, um, or they can, you know, it's nice to, cause the first session is all about, uh, fortifying, uh, the client's truth, where they are right now, where are their strengths, where do they need to be opened up to receiving, or where does that receiving just need to be, uh, brought more into resilience, Right and balancing that. The next session is a pretty big session. They're 90 minutes and that's when the resolution happens. Um, again, there's another, another set of worksheets to bring awareness to these patterns we've been talking about, emotional and generational loyalties. And oftentimes since the awareness has been brought up, the core piece, the root cause to that will show up in the session, not guaranteed, but oftentimes it will show up, right? Yes. And we work with the masculine and the feminine in that session, right? We're balancing out where those root causes might be for feeling powerful or powerless or always prickly, right? Um, or always sad or, you know, having that not settled in any way. And then a third session, uh, again, there's a worksheet and more information. The third session is all about harmonizing, like bringing into harmony the, the heart space in the, the, middle, the midline that runs up through our body where those energy plexus are located, how they've been opened up and transformed, ensuring that you know, any events throughout life that were tethered to those root causes of, of discord are, are cleared, 
right? They, they're, no, they're not needed in the field anymore to inform the body. And so we harmonize that. Um, the euphorolite stones are brought in through every session. Pictures of the stones are shared uh, with my clients. The resolution uh, session is offered to be recorded and sent to them to keep um, and to maybe have more aha moments on their own. Um, often people use the pictures of the stones for meditation purposes. Um, and the worksheets are amazing uh, tools for to do some own work after to realize more patterns or if you want that to be true, but it doesn't necessarily feel true when you say it. Do you have any examples of how people's lives have changed after their work <laughs> with you? I do. I do. And it's just on my website, there are there's a list of testimonials. Um, but I will, uh, oh, I don't even know how to just pick <laughs> one. But, you know, recently I've worked with this. Um, you know, one that keeps coming to mind is this woman that I've worked with. And there were uh, generational patterns of um, the way the men would die. Mm. Okay. And mm. I need to be very general here, just yes. back yes. to the person. And when we first got into the resolution process, the um, oldest one that started this, where this pattern began, showed up immediately. And then the generation closer to her, um, who had also passed, showed up. And then the next generation, which was, a, you know, a sibling of hers showed up. And the the middle actually had a chord, right? So the session started with a chord from the father to the earth that had to make a serious decision while he was alive. And he was still attached to that decision. It had never been resolved in his heart, in his person. And when that was resolved, the younger was like set free, right? Wow. And then he was set free. And the reason I know about it starting one generation before was because I had to just back up a little bit, like, why is this happening? And he just got to break down and wow. like dissolve. Like it yeah. was like he dissolved. What happened here on earth is that the uh, still alive parent had a big, now this still alive parent was not in session, had a big shift to, uh, you know, change things in the house since her, her husband had passed that hadn't happened at all, right? Like she was still holding on to all the physical stuff. But the next day she called my client and said, it's time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it goes on and on and on. A young woman I just worked with, she decided to move. She fell in love. She found her voice and a place to sing and honor it. Um, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I'm also yeah. thinking, you know, cause someone I talked to this week was talking about she goes, you know, all the women in my family die at this age. <gasps> uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to refer to you. And yes. she says, so I only have, you know, 15 years left or whatever. Yeah, and she's I'm like, got her program's all set. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is one of those things where I'm like, everybody listening, really pay attention to these sorts of odd things because it's very possible that there's some sort of a a, a, a a resolution that needs to occur some sort of something that needs to shift that patterning right so that you yeah. can get on with whatever yeah fascinating what people can do is they can mm -hmm. say okay i'm having this thought that i'm going to die at 85 because everyone in my life has died at 85 
and then see what that feels like and then see what the response is, right? Thought, feeling, response. And those are, that's how you can really recognize that pattern. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, are you writing a book, please? Yes, <laughs> you know, I actually have two, two, um, you know, these sessions are unbelievable, right? And mm -hmm. so I would love to, you know, honoring the uh, space and protection of the people um, for, who are so courageous to go through this. Um, I, the, the story, they need to be told. They at least need yeah. to be referred to, right? Um, I also yeah. think your work is really great because it puts us in, how do I say this? You know, there's the, the, the lineage of earth, if I could put it such a way. It's Absolutely. Like we, we are a vital part of that, which has come before and that, which goes after. And this work, I think really brings that to the forefront, um, not only personally, but, you know, kind of globally and you you said this at the beginning of the show you know the things that we're all going through right now you know it's kind of important that we do this work otherwise generations down the road are going to have to heal us nothing's going to change we're going to be stuck in the loop forever yeah so your work is really important right now so we have believe it or not just a couple minutes left <laughs> I know. What do you really want to say to people? What have we not said that you really want to say? I don't know. I, I We're big enough. Do the work. Find a modality that works for you. Find me. See if we can work together. Um, but, you know, like we were just saying, it bring conscious awareness to your patterns, because if you have this pattern, you're not the only one. And the more we heal that pattern, the pattern of fear, the less power fear has, the less power hatred has, the less, and we can fill that with light and joy, right? Know that the work is real. Know that you are getting messages all the time and your ancestors need you as much as you need their magic, their wisdom to help you through to get to to the next to the next piece of your life to add more happiness right you know, yeah this idea too that for us to tap into individual truth versus ancestral truth right because yeah. individual truth then can be like we don't have to repeat those patterns we don't you know? have to repeat and, those patterns and i really am a firm believer in what you just said we are shifting from a time of fear into a time of, we say love, but you know that word love is so difficult to digest, right? Um, but to to resolve these issues from the past so that we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do people find you, Penny? Um, you, anyone can find me at resilientbalance.com and all my contact information is there. Um, yeah, I also have Resilient Balanced Lifestyle on Facebook, although it's it's in its infancy, so bear with me. And uh, all lowercase Penny underscore D underscore Murray on Instagram, also in its infancy. I've not been a big social media person, so. <laughs> right, and it's M-U-R-R-A-Y, right? True, So yes. uh, get a hold of Penny Murray, do do some ancestral resolution and oh my goodness let me know how it goes i'd love to hear from everybody so have a great and wonderful weekend and week penny thanks for coming and bye bye everybody yeah um, enjoy the magic of the week <laughs>